Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. What a, what a true joy to be in the house of God today. Amen. As you're seated, I'm going to ask the Markham family, if they will, to join us on the front seat this morning. And while they're coming, I want to just um, say thank you to um, everyone for the services last weekend and uh, the great report. I'm always thankful that the hand of the Lord is moving in our church services, and especially when we're out of town, I'm thankful for the hand of the Lord to be moving. And... Um, Thankful for the, the baptism last Sunday and just the good things, good things. Praise God. And uh, we're always very thankful for that. And, and I've said for every, as long as we've been here, that we do not ever want you just trying to squeeze by in our absence. I appreciate being missed and we miss you, but we want to certainly have church because you never know what needs are in this house and so I'm um, thankful for that it's good to see Sister Anna Claveria with us today God bless you we're happy to have you in church Brother Jack Bird with us this morning amen we're glad you're here today Sister Welch amen we may just need to hold the applause a minute there's several I need to Sister Welch we're glad to have you here and Sister Myers and the Corins and amen I'm trying to scan the crowd and Amen. All look good. Some of you are moving around on me. I can't keep up with you. I thought you weren't at church, and now you're over here. Maybe you're over here, and so uh, you're kind of messing with me today, I see. But uh, we were honored to be in the Bravo, Louisiana, last Saturday night and Sunday uh, to do the pastoral installations for Brother and Sister Stacy Thomas and their family, Connor and Aaron. We have, um, we feel like a little bit a part of their ministry through the years. Brother Stacy Thomas was preaching for us when he was just a single young evangelist. And and uh, then one day he shows up here with Sister Jana and introduced her and she became part of our family. And then along came Connor and then along came Aaron. And then all of these years we have had a great and wonderful friendship and relationship. And to see that God has just planted them in a wonderful church and uh, where Sister Jana was raised they could have never known that as a young girl, teenager, her family job transferred, their father's job transferred them away to another city. They could have never put this together. But when you see the hand of God just in it all, what a neat thing. And we just felt humbled and, and very honored to be a part of that. And I don't, I don't know how to say something, but it's in my heart. And so I hope it comes out right. But I'm very humbled to have an opportunity to participate in things that perhaps allow us to go beyond just this particular pulpit. This is my favorite place to be, my favorite place to preach. This is where I feel the most home and the most comfortable. But I'm very thankful for the things that are 
are imparted into Sister Boyd and I when we're away. And I believe that we come home better. Amen. I really believe that we come home better because someone has touched us and imparted and planted into us. And so I'm very, very humbled to have an opportunity to preach uh, out of town or away from time to time. But um, I'm thankful that we uh, can just perhaps allow some of those influences to uh, affect us as a church and, and to come home just a little bit different. And I, I'm, I'm thankful for that and I appreciate that. And and so I appreciate your willingness to share us from time to time, but I want you to know we're not out spying out the land. Amen. <laughs> it's hard not to speed coming home. You know what I mean? It's just, we just want to be back home. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord today. We're honored to have Brother Braxton Rayleigh with us today. Amen. We love you, man. We love you, man. And so even today, he's back there helping us out, and we appreciate that. And and we talked to the church about the transition in his life, but he is not—he uh, is not forever gone from us. He will always be a part of our heart, and uh, we certainly miss you. And not just musically—I don't mean that. We do miss that, but we miss you because we love you, and we appreciate you. And so, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity today to speak to Braxton, please do so after church. He'll be in the back in the foyer signing autographs, <laughs> something like that. Amen. Well, I have one of the neatest honors today and uh, afforded to me, and I think perhaps afforded to any pastor, and that is to be able to dedicate children to the Lord. And today we have um, the special privilege to dedicate all of the Markham children to the Lord. And uh, I just want to maybe, in a preliminary fashion, not to embarrass Philip or Eva, but uh, we've just watched as a church the hand of God in their lives for a long time. The Lord has just been uh, working, doing a special work in their life. And, and uh, it's not always easy walking away from your past and into your tomorrow. And so, but I'm thankful for what the hand of the Lord has done in their life. And, and um, you know, many of you, uh, it, uh, I feel close enough, Philip, to you to say this, but... Philip had really just kind of struggled in the very beginning to, to really get the Holy Ghost evidence with speaking in tongues. He just wanted the Lord to do something in his life. And some of you may remember that one Sunday morning, I don't know what happened, but all the planets got lined up. Amen. And uh, Philip got the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. I think the Lord said, okay, buddy, if this is what you want. Amen. <laughs> it was just the coolest thing, just the coolest thing. And we've watched the hand of the Lord in your entire family. And Eva, we've watched God just begin to work in your life. And we're excited about where you are today. And we're just honored to be able to dedicate your children to the Lord. Caleb, Kaylee, Kyler, and Cora. Amen. We are indeed honored to do this. And, and um, so I'm going to ask you, if you will, to just lend me your attention. I'm, I'm going to make some remarks, of course, to this family. This is an important moment in time for them. But I want all of us to hear these words. So please don't check out and think this is not for you. I think every parent in this house should be reminded 
Every grandparent in this house should be reminded. I believe that every influencer in this house should be reminded. So whether or not you have biological children or you have biological children still in your home, uh, children still in your home, we are influencers and our, our voice matters. What we say matters and certainly our actions matter. I want to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. I read some scriptures from this wonderful passage. I love the book of Proverbs. I try to read it every month. And um, I want this words of wisdom to, I want it to be in my heart and my mind. Not just to try to memorize it, not to just try to quote it, but I just want these principles to be in my heart and in my life. The book of Proverbs chapter three and verse one, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. And shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of the Lord and man. In the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. There's a lot of scriptures today that could apply to what we're going to do today. And so it's not that one is better than the other, but it's, a, it's almost a situation of where do you start? But I think it is an, an incredible privilege to be able to dedicate children. I think it's a very important thing to be able to dedicate children. Now the dedication of these four children today is not the high sacrifice that Abraham was called on to make whenever he made his way up Mount Moriah to offer his son for an offering on an altar. Nor is this dedication even akin to the requirement that Hannah set forth in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 where she left her son Samuel to serve in the temple with Eli. But I do believe even though we don't have Abraham on Mount Moriah today, nor do we have Hannah in the temple today dedicating the rest of the future of these children right here into this particular house, I do believe that the dedication is a sober commitment to the responsible care to the children that God has given you. It's an overwhelming feeling. It's been a few days, it's been a few years. As a matter of fact, it's been more than three decades since the announcement came in our life, that, or my life, that I was a father, my wife's life, that she was a mother. It was an overwhelming responsibility when you don't think you can love anymore, when you feel like you have reached your capacity of love and then God blesses you with a child, it takes that love to a dimension that you never understood. You could never comprehend that. And so it is a wonderful thing. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And I'm sure uh, as a mother, you feel a responsibility in certain areas of their life. And as a father, you feel responsibilities in certain areas of their life. And so we think about uh, sometimes all the shoes that we're going to need to buy. Come on, men, help me here just a minute. And ladies may not think so much about this. They're thinking about maybe, maybe uh, 
deeper and more emotional issues that, that may come to the table. But when you think about that you buy a pair of shoes and, and they wear on the church about three times, and all of a sudden the Captain Crunch kicked in. And you couldn't grease their feet enough to get them back in those shoes. And you're thinking, as a father, we just bought them. We just, we just got on with them. And mother's announcing we need another pair of shoes. And we're thinking, my, my, my. Many of us have thought we should have taken stock in this company or that company or the other one, on and on and on. And so all of us have those ideas and those thoughts. And, and mothers, of course, have their own worries and concerns that... As a mother, there's just something there. There's a matriarch, that motherly instinct to love and to cherish and to nourish and to help them. Jesus demonstrated not only his love, but his acceptance for little children when he said, suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. How often children are typified in scripture as being those that have that innocence and that nature about them that can touch the very heartstrings of God. The faith, that innocent childlike faith that can come before the Lord and make their requests known. They haven't lived long enough to have some of the things jade their faith or scar some of their life. And so these these parents today have within their heart and their home a tremendous treasure in their children. Jesus took them in his arms. He placed his hand upon them. He blessed them. That's how the Lord talked about children and treated children. When his disciples thought they would just be a bother, he said, don't ever stop them from coming to me because this is what the kingdom is all about, about children. I have been so touched and impressed through the years as we have watched what God has done in the lives of just mere children in their infancy and in their youth, how God can place his hand upon them and use them. And so never underestimate what God can do in the life of your children. I would say to these parents, the primary responsibility for the care of these children, of course, rests upon your shoulders. Rests upon Philip and Eva. The scriptures say, train up a child in the way he should go and when he's old he will not depart. I want to be real clear about something. This passage of scripture is not a cure-all, fix-all. This is a principle. Amen. This is a, but it is a very powerful principle. Amen. If I want to teach them the right way and show them the right way. I want to, I want to do the right thing before them. It, it should never be lost to us how easily or how quickly things can be lost to a generation of children. My wife and I were reminded this of just in recent days of how parents can grow up in church and know all about the ways of the Lord and yet make a decision later in their life not to live for the Lord and then raise children who don't even know what the inside of a church looks like. Amen, I think we need to train them up in the way of the Lord. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. When they get old, what you have taught them is this, it will never leave their life. No matter how far they are away from God, perhaps, they, that principle will never leave their life. Bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Amen. And love them at all times, no matter what. No matter what. 
do not harm children. Do not harm children. I just feel like I need to throw that out right now. <laughs> Haven't we all been right there? Amen. Amen. Just, just hold a child that don't want to be held and get back with me. <laughs> you won't think you have a rhinoceros on your hand. And now we come back to the Markham family. God bless you. These commandments that I give you today should be written upon your heart. Impress them in your children. Talk about it when you sit in your home. Talk about it when you walk by the way. That's what the scripture says. When you lie down at night, when you wake up in the morning. You see, we are responsible for the atmosphere of our home. Amen. And our home should be a refuge. Our home should be a place that children never, ever resist coming to. Even when they're grown and gone, there ought to be something special about coming back to mama and daddy's house because it's a place of refuge. It's a place of peace. And in a world that lacks such peace and in homes, how ironic today that we are this month praying about our families and our homes and how we need to protect them. And so let your home be a refuge. And so what you share with them, you cannot just rely on me and you cannot just rely on Sunday school teachers and children's ministry leaders and youth directors. You can't just rely on us because you see your time with them versus our time with them pales by comparison and say, well, I'm not a preacher and I'm not a missionary, but yes, you are. You're a preacher in your home and a missionary to your household. And so when you sit with them, there's gonna be something that is conveyed to them whenever they're sick and you lay hands on them and you pray for them. This is what we're going to do and God will use you. And so as you have been given the responsibility of raising these children, you're gonna to have to earnestly seek the Lord every day for wisdom, for godly wisdom. We know all of the negative things that are in the world and I'm not gonna stand here today and try to cloud your world uh, one way or the other. We are eminently aware of the uphill battle that we're facing in our society, but I will tell you that irrespective of what we face on the outside, we're gonna need godly wisdom for the events that will occur and decisions that will have to be made and needs that will have to be met. We're not talking about calamities and a crisis. We're just talking about everyday needs. We're gonna need the Lord. That can sound overwhelming, yet we can go to the word of God and find instructions where to find this wisdom. Because James, the writer of the book that bears his name, said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given. You were never a father until you were a father, never a mother until you were a mother. That's the case with all of us. But God gives us wisdom. We don't always make the right decisions. When you make wrong decisions, be willing to go back and correct those and right that wrong. Don't, uh, don't just keep driving in the ditch because you're in the ditch. Amen, right that wrong and get back up on the road. You need to give daily thanks to the Lord for your children and for the joy and the love that they bring to your home. And as they grow, you have to earnestly seek to spend adequate time with them because you see what your children really want and what they really need is you. Not things, not stuff, not toys, not trips around the world. What they really want 
is you. Before you know it, they will be grown and they will be gone. And I'm not meaning, meaning that negative, I'm just saying that because at this particular time, it seems like time is moving very slowly. But there's some parents of grown children that could tell you differently today that before you turn around, it will all be changed. The dynamics of that will all be changed. So you have to, to commit yourself into, into developing a strong moral foundation in their lives and you do that by having a strong moral foundation in your life. I read a quote many years ago that, that said this, my father didn't tell me a lot how to live, he just showed me. And so may that be said of every mother and father to just show us how to live. They're gonna need to be taught how to depend on the Lord in their daily walk with God. You'll show that through your daily dependence upon him. I mentioned this a moment ago, but pray for them when they're sick. And one of the greatest compliments you'll ever receive is when they ask you to pray for them. They ask you to pray for them. Pray for them. They're gonna need help with their schoolwork. They're gonna need help with all kind of things they face in life. And so you're gonna need to pray for them, pray for them. And every parent will tell you that you'll probably only be able to help them with their homework about through kindergarten. And that'll be pushing it. We need the hand of the Lord. (laughs) We've all been there, right? We need the hand of the Lord. We need the hand of the Lord. It teaches them to depend on the Lord for their strength. So here, these four beautiful children will have the benefit of being influenced by not just you, but they have the influence of extended family members that are even some represented right here in this church. And so to those extended family members today, I say that you will have to help provide a backup support for their spiritual training and their well-being. And you can do that by just living that before them speaking into their lives when it is appropriate. And so I ask you to be faithful in prayer for them, to undergird Philip and Eva's efforts to establish a strong Christian home built on Christian principles. You're being called on this entire immediate and extended family to demonstrate a real interest in these children as they grow physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. There's one other agent of influence that's represented here today, and of course, that's the church. And so as a church, we are being called on to provide a place of support and a place of worship where Caleb and Kaylee and Kyler and Cora can hear the full counsel of God's word. And I just so much appreciate, if I may plug something right here, I just so much appreciate the long, long tenure of wonderful apostolic truth teaching investments that our, our children's ministry has made for decades and decades and decades into our, into our young people. I will say it again, it is not just glorified daycare, but they are breaking off pieces of themselves and the word of God. What a tremendous, what a tre- how tremendously that was illustrated just last Sunday in the service. Amen, when these young people stood on this platform and they taught us where to go in the time of trouble. Amen, through the word of God. Amen, what a tremendous thing. And so I'm grateful for the counsel of God's word. And this is why we have to be as a church faithful in providing ministries of instruction, not just ministries of entertainment, but ministries of instruction. And so when they are old enough, these children will have someone to help them grow spiritually. And so as a church, we're being called upon to extend kindness toward all of our children, certainly this family today. 
So we must set an example by our lives. And we must also maintain an atmosphere that will inspire these children to have a desire to serve the Lord. Now I just want to pause and I want to say that again. I want to create an atmosphere that will, that will have them have a desire to serve the Lord. Not a desire that says as soon as I get old enough and make my own decisions, I am out of here. Amen. Let there be a desire, an atmosphere created, an atmosphere that is so palatable with the presence of God. Amen. That their desire is to serve the Lord. That doesn't mean they won't face temptations and tests and trials. But as a church, let us Wednesday, Sunday, every time we're in here, create an atmosphere, not of dread and drudgery, but I want to get to the house of the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. I hope this is okay, but, but uh, during our district conference, my wife wasn't feeling well one night, and uh, so she thought she may just stay in the room, and she had called Chris and Amy and offered to, to uh, keep Kaylin for them that night if she just wanted to keep her in the motel room, and they said that when they ran this by Kaylin, she wanted to go to the big church. I thought that was pretty cool. There's enough going on at the big church. She wanted to be in the big church. And, uh, and so we, we want to create an atmosphere whenever they're given maybe another opportunity, they want to be in the big church. I'm going to turn our attention to Genesis 42 and 22. The Bible says here, and this is the story of, of, of young Joseph in his coat of many colors and his brothers turning on him. And, and this is when it has all kind of fallen apart and Reuben, Reuben, answered them, Reuben, one of the brothers, and, and, and he said, spake not I unto you, saying, do not sin against the child, and you would not hear. Therefore, Reuben said, behold, his blood is required. And so in like fashion to these parents, I conclude my remarks here. Note the words of Reuben, do not sin against the child. The essence of sin, I think, lies in its being committed against God. And so when men are fully convinced that they have disobeyed the Lord, they are brought to a true perception of the character of sin. And this is where you find David when he penned the words of repentance. David said this about his own ill decision against you, and you only have I sinned and an evil in your sight. He said that to God. I sinned against you. I sinned against you. And so do not sin against the child. A warning is probably suitable for each and every one of us without exception because little eyes are so quick to observe the actions of those who are grown up. And so as adults, we need to be very careful where we go and what we do. I was exposed to something in the last few days that has set in motion a Father's Day message. I'm working on it right now because it is so important about where we walk because somebody's following us. Somebody's following us. So every man by his own conduct is more or less educating the next generation and as a matter of fact, influencing a nation. So if a man acts inappropriately, he's gonna lead others to act just that way. If his conversation is polluted, he's gonna pollute the conversations of others. But by the same token, if our ways are right, what we're doing is gonna wear right off in the hearts and the lives of other people. And so the message is clear. 
The mandate is unquestionable. We cannot sin against the children. I have prepared a letter for each of your children. And I just want to read the content of this letter and I'm going to present this to you. Today, your parents stood before me in the presence of your church family here at Hatchman Apostolic Church to dedicate themselves and you to the Lord whom they worship and serve. They recognize you as a gift from God and give thanks to him for bringing you into their lives. They promised to train you in the things of God, looking to him for divine guidance, wisdom, and strength. They ask God to bless your life and make you a blessing to others as you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with his power. And as your church family, we have promised to encourage your parents as they grow in the faith and to always be there for you when you need help living the Christian life that God has planned for you. Although you will not remember this day, I pray that we will always remember the vows that we have made to God on your behalf. And may you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and grow up to live a life pleasing unto the Lord. When you think it's appropriate, when you think the time is right, you can give these letters to your children. Well, we want them to know that they're not in this alone. And we want you to know that you're not in this alone. We want the Lord to help you succeed. Amen. We want the Lord to help you succeed. I'm gonna ask my wife to come. We're gonna sing today a song that we have been singing for years at this particular time. And um, I thank God for the children. They're such a blessing in our lives. Would you worship the Lord with us as we sing? Just when I think God's been too good to me, He gives me another blessing. And when I think I'm too unworthy to receive, He gives me another blessing. Now He's given me another blessing. given me another blessing let me tell you I cannot see why God's been so good to me and now he's given me another blessing I got a place to lay my head that's more than Jesus had I've got more than fish and loaves to I've got clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. And now he's given me another blessing. Would you stand? And now he's given me another blessing. Now he's given me another blessing. Let me tell you I cannot see. Why God's been so good to me And now he's given me another blessing Now he's given me another blessing Now he's given me another blessing Let me tell you I cannot see Why God's been so good to me 
And now he's given me another blessing Let me tell you I cannot see Why God's been so good to me And now he's given me another blessing Praise God Praise God I'm going to ask the Markhams if you will to join us down front. I'm going to invite their family to come first. And I'm going to ask our church ministers to come. And we're going to lay hands on them. And we're going to anoint them with oil. We're going to pray for God to bless them. We never know the bundle of life. That's what Abigail of old called it, the bundle of life. So you never know what life has in its bundle so we're just going to ask God to help them to have wisdom we can't see around the corner over into tomorrow we can't even see into the next 30 seconds but God can certainly give us wisdom for the moment and the word of God says as thy days so shall thy strength when you need wisdom God will give it to you and it may not just all come here that's why you've got a support network of people and if you want to find out how to be a successful farmer, don't find somebody that always wanted to farm. That was their dream to farm. You need to go to somebody who already has some worn out tractors in the field. And uh, so if you want to find out how, you need to search out people that have already been there and that can help you. That's why we're here. We are so honored you're a part of our church family and a part of our lives. And we're just looking for greater things in the future. Amen. Stretch your faith this way. Would you do that, church? And let's pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.